This is On the Way Out. I'm Brandy Truesdale. And I'm Sarah Hester. And today we're going to talk about anxiety. We're here to equip women to boldly live lives that glorify the Lord by sharing biblical truth as it relates to the world today. Okay, now we are back. Yup. We just pushed uh, record and then <laughs> had a knock on the door. Yeah, a little knock on the door. Start over. Okay. Oh my gosh. I love these kind of questions. This would you rather. Would you rather be stuck on a deserted island with a rope or a compass? Like, I wouldn't know what to do with either Ooh, one. <laughs> a rope. A rope, because if I'm on a deserted island, why the heck would I need a compass? What would you use a rope for? I don't know, like... <laughs> <laughs> I, that's hold what on, I was on. thinking. Climbing a tree? Um, like wrapping it around a tree and like hoisting yourself up to get some fruit? Yeah. Um, taking it apart and making a raft to get off the deserted <laughs> island? I don't know. That I, seems more okay. useful. Like if I'm on an <clears> island, I, was, I don't not, need a compass. Yeah, I guess I was thinking like just a small piece of rope, not like a very oh, long I, I rope. I pictured like a, a pretty, like a six foot long just like a yeah like, an like average. a standard rope yeah size. just whatever yeah that I makes mean, sense or you just get totally <clears throat> done with it and you <laughs> right i mean <laughs> you're like kidding. that you is know. not what christians do <laughs> i'm sorry i said that man i'm always <laughs> saying the wrong things somebody messaged us yesterday it was like shapoopy day and i'm like i really <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna work on myself here. <laughs> That's why we're here. That's why we're here. For sure. What would you choose? <clears throat> you really just didn't know. Yeah, I really have no idea. I like I, a rope would be more helpful of the two, but I just don't know what I okay. would do with it. Well, you know what I mean? Let's actually play on this. Would you rather? Kay. And it's not a would you rather, but if you could bring three things to a desert island, what would they be? Give me any three things. Hmm. A tarp. <laughs> okay. Um, probably flint to make fire. Mm-hmm. And maybe a gun. Yeah. To ward off any yeah. <laughs> dangerous things. Hmm. I guess those would be my three. Okay. Because those would help me survive. Yeah, I mean, I think those are pretty solid. My first thought was, like, a cell phone and, like, a solar-powered battery to charge it. So yeah, I could, like, there you go. interfere with, like, yeah signals in the sky or sure. whatever. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, I need one more thing, though. Mm-hmm. I would say a knife because your gun would run out mm-hmm. of bullets. Mm-hmm. That would be my third thing. Yeah, that probably would be a more solid choice. Wield it. Plus, you could, like... Uh, whittle sticks whittle, and stuff like that. Do cut a little, my fruit open. Do a little whittling. Stab a fish. <laughs> so many options. <laughs> so you cut my pants off <laughs> to make a tent. To make a tent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, and that's then, such a good episode yeah. of The Office. To <laughs> sew my pants back on, it got pretty cold. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a sewing kit. Ooh, that would also be yeah pretty. You useful. ever watch Lost? 
Yes. Like the, the first episode, someone mm-hmm. had a sewing kit like sew up a gash on his back. Yes. Yeah, it probably be necessary. It's pretty wild. I tried. I started rewatching Lost. Jake has been like, asking recently. me to. It's like it's heavy. You gotta it's like. He- yes, and it's like know. it's pretty complicated. Yes, like you have to be ready to invest some time and energy into the show. That's true. And I, well, I just don't think we're there. <clears throat> My Jake's brother keeps asking us. Like, I mean, they've literally been asking us for over a year if we've watched The Chosen. Mm-hmm. and they want us to watch it so bad i'm really not interested in it yeah i think have it's you, okay have you say. watched it um i watched a little bit of the first season i have conflicting opinions so here's what i understood recently was that um it's mormons who like own the company yes. that put it out but yes. it's christians who have produced it and directed it and who have written it. They used Satan to advertise their show. That's weird. Like, they had billboards with Satan on it. Yeah. Like, there's advertising definitely, the um, show. There's something in the second season or third season, I believe, that was definitely, like, an issue. Well, and they had, like, an but. interview on the show, and there was, like, a big pride flag in the back. I don't know if you saw this whole thing. It was, like, during June. Yeah, I think I did see And that. someone... Like, uh, obviously, a bunch of people got upset, and they were like, yeah. why do you have a pride flag? And their response was, well, we don't discriminate on our set uh, who can work here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sure, but you also don't have to, like, yeah, boast about yeah. pride if you're a Christian show. Right. I think there's definitely some issues. Not that their show wouldn't be good. Right. I mean, I, mean, I watch a be. lot of secular shows. So yeah. There's no reason I shouldn't watch The Chosen. Right. But <clears throat> I think... I have no real draw to it at this point. I think with... I'm just going to say, like, I think with a lot of uh, <clears throat> Christian art... Yeah. I think you, you know, you have to be discerning and it's okay to be skeptical of things that are Christian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, or, they're obviously filling in a lot of blanks. Right. There's definitely some artistic... There has to be. ...liberty with there it. There has to be. Yeah. So, I don't know. We, we haven't watched any of it. Not a single show. Yeah. But I've seen previews that have made me cry. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I think I watched the first season, and it was... It was good. I mean, it was... Tell us the truth. Well done. How do you feel? Yeah. <laughs> don't want to. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's definitely. I think one day I'll watch it. Yeah. But I'm just not in the headspace. Like right, right now, my headspace well, is get in bed and watch a show that I've seen 15 times. Yeah. So my I can go to show. sleep. I really think you have to be. <clears throat> I think that there there are man made depictions of Jesus and who Jesus would be now, and I think people latch on to those ideas as yeah. if they are scripture and they're yeah. not. And I think you just have to be careful. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. just like the whole jesus was an immigrant so he would he should be the spokesperson of my social movement you know what i mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. those kinds of things yeah 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 so For anyway all right <laughs> where do we go there um cool we're gonna talk about Anxiety. anxiety. I told someone today, I was like, I'm not qualified to talk about anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Here we are. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of cool, though, because <coughs> I actually recorded my own little podcast. 
podcast. Not a podcast. I don't know if you ever do this now that we have a podcast. Mm-hmm. But in planning for this podcast and since we've had one, like if I have a... Th- that's <laughs> intense. A lot of... That's old ink. But okay. There's wow. ink all over my arm. Yep. <laughs> I forget that people can't see us. So I'm like... I should yeah, be you're like showing the microphone. <laughs> Look, microphone. No, my ink my arm. Um... I, like, voice memoed mm. this whole seven-minute um, thought process that I was having on yeah. my anxiety. I'm not going to share it right now, but I think there will be a time to. But anyway, so I have been thinking about it, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I had a lot written down, but I feel unqualified because it's still something I struggle with. Sure. Often. Yeah. And I mean, we've said this before, like, just because we're talking about it does not mean that we have... Yeah. Like, we have it down pat. You know what I mean? These are things that... The good thing is that truth doesn't rely on our own experience to be Mm -hmm. true. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we can say things that are true and still struggle with that thing. Yep. You know? Or even our Um, own understanding of that truth. Yeah. Yep. Um, So, I was uh, just looking up some statistics and stuff when we were preparing, just when I was thinking about anxiety, especially anxiety in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and social media, we know, has a huge impact on everyone who uses it and their anxiety. For sure. Um, so there was a study done, and it showed that groups that <coughs> limited their social media um, showed significant reductions in loneliness, depression, and anxiety. Which I thought was very interesting. So, for you, where are you? What are you thinking of going with this? Um, that anxiety is a sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, like what you just said, social media and society have allowed us to make excuses for mm-hmm. our sin. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and read what I wrote. Okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna try not to read it verbatim, but. Just so it has, like, I think this will be a good setup. Okay, so I have struggled with anxiety for more than 10 years. Yeah. I had my first panic attack when I was about 20 years old. I'm 31 now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gone through a lot of different stages of quote-unquote acceptance or whatever, you know. So when I was 20, I just denied it. Mm-hmm. I was embarrassed by it. Um, no one outside knew I was, like, struggling with this. Like, I didn't, I just, I just <clears throat> denied it. I just pretended like it didn't exist. Um, And, or it was like, it was either that I pretended like it didn't exist or that I was just like, I think everybody feels like this sometimes. So it's probably fine. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a denial thing. Um, When I became a mom, it started the, like social Instagram became, I mean, Instagram came out when I was in college, but I yeah. swear there was like, there's just like this thing about moms mm-hmm. and Instagram, yeah, and mom influencers and everything like that, and I felt like I was suddenly bombarded with all of these moms who were going through the same thing that I was going through, yeah, um, like anxiety, postpartum depression, like things like that, and normalizing it, mm-hmm. which it can be good. To like, I want to. I want to be clear. It can be good to talk to other people about your anxiety, and it can be good 
to like to not feel like you're crazy mm-hmm. um because it is i do think just because we live in a fallen world because we're not perfect like we will struggle with this at some point and it's not like you're not a terrible person if you like if you struggled with it and but anyway but it became almost so normalized that it became popular mm-hmm. and it was like it's you are you are a victim um and because of that you're brave you're a martyr from yeah. experiencing this anxiety and that's yeah. how i felt and then i became prideful mm-hmm. that i had was experiencing this and yeah. that i was overcoming it <clears throat> or just telling everybody i'm experiencing this and it's normal and it was like this way of like making me feel like it was okay like yeah. you can feel this way it's just what what you're going through um and i even started to publicly post about it too um sharing what i was going through and my experiencing which is really embarrassing now years later but recently i guess it wasn't recently it was probably about three years ago or so i don't really know what happened i think i was reading scripture actually and realized like my anxiety is actually a sin Mm. Um, it might be, I wouldn't even call it normal. It happens to a lot of people, but that doesn't make it normal. Mm -hmm. And even if it's happening in the secular world, like we're called to be a little bit, you know, yeah, we're called to push through these circumstances. Um, and once I realized my anxiety was a sin, I finally started to try to make it better so like for years Mm. it was denying that it existed then it was being prideful that it was here yeah um feeling like a martyr to actually trying to not have it anymore and so i'm still like in this boat of trying to like get rid of my anxiety but understanding that i mean the bible literally commands us i think i'm pretty sure i've heard it said a lot of times but i can't no, like 365 times in some form or fashion, it says, do not be afraid, do not worry, something like that. Yes. It's literally a command. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's in uh, Philippians 4, verse 6, and I'll just uh, read from 5. Um, the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a command. Yeah. It's literally, and when I realized that, a lot shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at with what I, what I wanted to bring here today was like, and that's why I wanted to say I feel unqualified because I yeah. have not perfected this, and I probably never will yeah. perfect it. But I understand that my anxiety, I am not a victim of my anxiety. I've done it to myself. Mm -hmm. I allowed myself for so long to live in fear. Mm -hmm. I clung to what I believed. I leaned on my own understanding. I turned my face away from God and I turned it towards Google, towards Instagram, towards my husband, towards my friends, Mm -hmm. towards my doctors. I leaned on those things. And because of that, here I am 11 years later, finally... Yeah. pulling myself out of this mm-hmm. um and so I, that's what i wanted to bring today is that the the beginning 
to getting rid of your anxiety is is understanding that you are literally sinning against God mm-hmm. by letting yourself be in this place. That's not to say that it's hard to get out of it. Right. I think anxiety can be even an addiction. Mm. Um, I think in a lot of ways for me, it was like this addictive lifestyle. Mm. Even, you know, and I'm told... I struggle with OCD on like a smaller scale. Like that's like an addiction. OCD is literally being addicted to like having things a certain way. Mm. Um, that is a sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, so yeah. that's, that's, I'll stop there. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of really good things that you said. Um, I think as mental health has become more and more normalized yes like you said on one hand that's a good thing it's it's good to know hey there's help out there if you need help you know here are the names of some things that people experience um commonly um also because of things like social media we have seen such a huge huge rise in this thing but it's almost like there are um trends in mental health like yeah. when we first started in college or when I first started in college it was like everyone was bipolar everyone was being diagnosed with bi- with being bipolar then it was everyone is experiencing depression then it was everyone is experiencing I don't the bipolar thing. yeah that was like the end of high school everyone was bipolar um then it was the depression was a big one i remember yeah and then it was anxiety now it's everyone's a narcissist i don't know if you noticed that yeah but it's it's almost like we go through these trends of mental health. These like everyone words. is, yeah, yeah, everyone is this, everyone's that. Yeah. Um. So, anxiety. You know, it's like. I don't know. I think it's almost like a trendy thing. Yep. Um. Just like, you know, identifying as yeah on the LGBTQ spectrum. Yeah. It's the trendy because thing. Because you feel like a martyr. They want right. you to feel like a martyr. When I was gonna, that's what I was going to say. And yes. you're awesome because you experience this. Right. And you're experiencing what everybody else is experiencing. And you, yeah. you all have this thing in common. Yeah. So what that means, though, is that everybody is having to accommodate to you mm-hmm. because of your anxiety. Mm-hmm. People need to make special exceptions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I think this was a big shift, though, uh, when I started to realize, like you said, you know, it's not, it's not a suggestion. It's not a. Um, we want. I want this for you. It's a right. It's yeah. yeah. It's not like a, you know, if you're if you're up to it, you know, I mean, don't be anxious. There was a point where it was even preached to me that way. Like I was seeing a counselor, and even they were like, "God wants you to have peace," mm-hmm. and fear is not of god i'm like those two things are true but he didn't just want me he commanded me right and i probably just because of my type of personality i would have done much better if someone said you're sinning Mm, yeah and god hates sin which means he hates your lifestyle that you're living right now yeah and i would have done a lot better if i finally had heard that but i did finally hear it (laughs) (laughs) it just took like seven years so someone said we had we actually um the women at our church did a bible study about a year ago um through a book called respectable sins by jerry bridges and it was so good and it went through all kinds of different stuff but one of the chapters was on anxiety yeah and um so while we were going through that the definition um that the leader kind of was like walking through with us 
She said, anxiety is the physical manifestation of a lack of trust. So we all, you know, we all know (laughs) what anxiety feels like. Yes. Um, And that those feelings come from somewhere. Yeah. Right. Like, so you have to get to the root of what's going on. Yeah. So I would say just like, I think, and she used this example too, just like the fruit that you were producing outwardly has a root, Mm. right? It comes from a seed of something in the same way. What's at the root of anxiety? It's distrust. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a a fear. It's a lack of faith. A lack of faith. That's the word I was looking for. Faith. Yep. And I know this is really hard, especially, so I went to school for psychology and I went to a Christian school and Mm -hmm. I can remember them saying over and over again, you know, people, people are going to tell you like, you just need to have more faith almost in like, that it was wrong. Oh, that's cute. You know, kind of way, like you simple minded person, you know what I mean? But like, and I, I understand that. I think there are more there are people who are more inclined to anxiety and to yes. fear. Yes. Um I think there are some people who genuinely like genuinely they are they are more an, oh, of yeah. an anxious I mean, person. I think, I think there are genetic factors. I think sure. lifestyle, the way you yes. grew up, the home you grew up. Yeah, I think it all impacts that. But Right. But if you those know things, if you understand that they're yeah. sins. Right. And that's that's not an excuse. Exactly. You know what I mean? No, exactly. Um Excuse me. So Jesus himself talks about, actually, like, let me see. The kind of why I even, it was funny that you texted me when you did and you were like, what are we doing this week? Because I had just read um, in Proverbs 31, it was like part of my reading plan that, I'm trying to find the verse, that she laughs at the time to come. And I was just, it just kind of hit me because I was like, of all of the things that describe women today, mm. lack of fear of the future would not be one Mm-mm. of those things. You know what I mean? Um, so it was definitely a challenge just to think, okay, this woman who is a picture of what a an awesome woman looks like has no fear of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and especially in the time that we live, that can be so challenging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... But to be fair, like, look at all of the rest of human history. Like, there, there were oh definitely gosh. times of uncertainty, too. I know, I think too. about that all the time. People are like, we're living in the end times. And I'm like, I think that they probably thought that, like, at least 50 times at this point. Yeah. We've lived through some terrible things. Some pretty gnarly things, yeah. Um, like, two world wars. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually would think about that during COVID. I'd be like, you know, these people probably thought the world was ending, too. Oh, for sure. Okay, and so maybe, but yeah, right, maybe the Bible definitely says that we won't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's just chill on the guessing. <laughs> like that's oh, what man. I want to tell everybody. I know. Okay, Matthew six twenty five <laughs> through thirty four. Um, this is kind of a, a longer passage, but I'm going to read it because it's so important. So this is Jesus speaking. He says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? 
Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So, in case you were keeping count, that's six times mm-hmm. that the word anxious was mentioned. Yep. Um, so, obviously, this is something that God doesn't um, address things that aren't issues in us. He knows us, and he knows uh, our weaknesses. And so... If he is commanding and exhorting us to not be anxious, it's in there for a reason. It's because he yeah. knows that that is something that we are going to um, be tempted toward. So, um, I think especially as women, this is something that really can be an issue for us. Um, you know, I had... I think it's natural for us to worry about our families, yeah. the state of our families. Um, and I don't mean just like husband and kids. I mean, yeah. siblings, mothers, fathers, you know, <coughs> extended families. Like, I think it's very natural for us to be concerned for other people. Yeah. But I think if we are at the point where we feel like we, it's up to us to keep everyone safe or it's up to us to make sure that everything happens and and that our kids turn out you know well i think if we put that pressure on ourselves and we are anxious because of it because we're going to be anxious because of it that's those are huge things um i think we have to really stop and pause and take stock of what we know to be true which is that everything that happens in our life is by god's providence and that everything that happens in our life, according mm-hmm. to Romans eight twenty eight, is mm-hmm. for our good Enhanced and for God's glory. Yeah. I'm gonna take this in a different direction. Yeah. <clears throat> Similar but different. Yeah. Um so this is something that I also that really helped pull me out to was um when people don't like when we talk about being obedient to your husbands, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> so, um, the anxiety that I've experienced uh, and the OCD and things like that obviously play a they they put a toll on my family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even I've had to. I guess for for a long time, Jake, my husband, like was very tolerant mm-hmm. of it, even very gracious and merciful, and you know, wanted me to feel better. Um, yeah. But fortunately, he loves God more than me, and I guess like woke up 
to all that was happening and started calling me out even himself mm. um and for him his biggest concern was i'm gonna try not to cry was our children yeah um you know i have a six almost seven year old and he's kids are more caught than taught mm. and my husband started to recognize behaviors in him that were things that i did mm. um fears that i had about i don't know germs or whatever um and I can't remember. I swear it's a verse in the Bible because my, because like Jake quoted it to me. And one day he like just like, <laughs> like I don't know, forcefully said, like, I am your husband mm-hmm. and you have to trust me. And if I say that it's safe, then you have to trust that and you have to let it go. And mm. I was like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's true and obviously in the moment i'm like that's ridiculous yeah like how could i do that how could i let these things go right and all i'm doing is trying to protect my kids and my family that's like the whole thing and but he's right Mm -hmm. like he is the man of this house and he he like if he thinks it's safe and if he thinks it's okay like i have to find it within myself yes to let it go yeah um, which is so hard. Sure. I am not here. And I have failed many times, even mm-hmm. since having that conversation with him, yeah. with letting it go. Yep. But he is right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has been a really, that's been another thing for me. Um, if you're having trouble and you can't stop looking into yourself, like, look at, look to your husband. Yeah. Like, God gave him to you. Mm-hmm as kind of the space between you and god like he is a he is yeah. a leader of He's, your home he is the, he is your head he is my he is the head exactly yeah. it is me jake god and if i can't get to god mm-hmm. if i'm not able to get into that space where i can trust god I, the least i can do is trust my husband mm-hmm. who god gave me i'm sorry yeah <laughs> yeah anyway talk sarah <laughs> <laughs> So. I love what you just did with your hands. Oh. Those are the moments I wish we had a video Recorded. in here. Um, yeah, I was just going to read this. Um, sorry, let me think. Sorry. I didn't no, I think, that that's, I think that's really important, though, because I think that I think what a lot of women do is alienate themselves from their husbands. Yes. Because they're like, you don't understand. Exactly. Oh my god. You don't know my struggle. The amount of times I've said get those words. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> instead of. Help me. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> instead of, you know, um, lead me in this yeah. situation. Because again, you know, like I think of your boy, let's just use your boys, yeah. for example. You're, you know, for you. Let's just say an anxiety is I have to keep you safe. I have to keep my boys safe, yeah. which I think is very normal for women. Right. I think that's do totally have to normal. Keep them safe, but right. there's, some, there's a point where you cannot control what's happening. Right, but and you I also, try to control everything. Right, you've got to also <laughs> let them be boys. Exactly, and it's it's a good and right thing yeah. for your husband to step into a situation where you are actually harming them because you are trying to keep them safe. That is good, and that's right. And, um, and it's hard. Like you said, that's hard. Like there's no two ways about it, but the good thing is we're not obedient to our feelings. 
we're obedient to the Lord. We're obedient to scripture. Yes. So a lot of times we need to do the action even when we don't feel it. Yeah. That's the other thing. Anxiety is a feeling. Right? Yeah, like right. it is a physical reaction. Well, that kind of leads me a verse that's been like that I say to myself like every day. And yeah. I started saying it because my biggest struggle with my anxiety like hits led me to like OCD type behaviors like washing my hands counting to 20 and things like mm-hmm. weird and uh, yeah but something that i re- say to myself every day like for god did not give us the spirit of fear but of power yes. and love and a sound mind yeah in the esv it says self-control mm. Ooh, that's powerful <laughs> yeah like you have to like self-control is a fruit of the spirit yes and it's something that i do not have when i'm participating in my anxiety I am get. I'm like I'm giving control over to my anxiety. Right. I have to pull myself together, and I say it to my self control. Like you can have control over. You have to have self control over your emotions. You have to have self control over this fear. Yeah, that's right. And like we just said, and when I can't, then I have to just trust that Jake. Jake can do those things. Yes, he can fill in the gaps. Right, and also trusting. This is actually a perfect place. Let me read this. Let me make sure this is right here. Okay. Um. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, so this is from Jerry Bridges from that same book. Um, so he's talking about Jesus in the garden uh, and God's providence in in Jesus going to the cross. He says, And Jesus, in dread of his impending suffering on the cross, which far exceeded any anxiety we will ever experience, prayed, If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So it is appropriate to pray for relief and for deliverance from whatever circumstance is triggering our anxiety, but we should always do so with an attitude of acceptance of whatever God's providential will may be and a confidence that whatever the outcome, God's will is better than our plans or desires. Mm. And then further down, he says, above all, ask God to give you faith to believe that his providential will for you in these circumstances comes to you from his infinite wisdom and goodness and is ultimately intended for your good and then ask god to give you a heart that is submissive to his providential will when it is contrary to your own plans (sighs) yeah i mean i think that we can all we can all pray that you know what i mean we we all I think struggle with this on some level. Yes. But we have to actually be struggling with it. Right. Like we actually need to be fighting it, not just saying, well, this is my lot in life. Yes. And this is my battle. And here's yeah. all the reasons why this is my battle. Right. So I think, you know, just going back to our episode last week of identity, this is so many people's identities. For sure. And if we're Christians, our identity is Christ. Yep. Period. Right. We have no business having any other identity than Christ. Yep. And so just in the same way as it's wrong for a Christian who has same-sex attraction, which is sin, Mm -hmm. and who calls themselves, I'm a same-sex attracted Christian, it would be sin for someone to say, I'm an anxious Christian. Yeah. Yeah. You got to cut that out. They just don't go together. No, they don't. Um, We don't identify with our sins. Yeah. We have sins. Like, that's the thing. 
we're, we, we sin, we are sinners. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Jesus came, um, to cover those sins. But yeah, like, I love what you just said. Yes, you're a sinner. Yes, you have sins. Yes, you struggle with sins, but don't identify with them. Don't wear them as your badge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, God is supposed to cover those sins. That was like the whole point. Yeah. Give those sins up. <clears throat> yes. Give them up. When he tells us in First Peter, and this is the thing too, and in, in everything that we talk about, you know, like we said at the beginning of the episode, it's not that we have um, completely just like yeah, I got obviously this thing. have not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that we've got this thing under control and no. fully handled and all of that stuff, but these are things that um, this, this is our goal. These are our aims. Our <laughs> aims are to glorify God in our lives. And yeah. um, in a culture that talks about anxiety as something that's just a part of who you are, you can never escape. Like, that gives right. you no hope for escape yeah. Yeah. and no hope for healing. Um, so And there's plenty. And I think we've talked about this a lot before, too. There are a lot of Christians out there a lot and there are a lot of loud voices and there are a lot of people who claim christianity um who will tell you that it's okay to be anxious mm-hmm. or like what you said same-sex christianity like you have to you have to see through these things yeah definitely <laughs> like, um so this is first peter five um i'm gonna start in verse six humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Mm. So anxiety is heavy. Yeah. (laughs) It's heavy. Put it on someone who can handle it, someone who can bear that burden so that you don't have to. Um, Yeah, I think this is just something that we can all be praying. Um, And the good thing about... (laughs) The good thing about being a Christian and being in Christ is that we all sin, and the hope is that when you repent, you will have forgiveness. Yeah. Like First John says, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Mm. So confess your sin. Repent of the sin of anxiety and go to him. And Philippians gives us a promise. Sorry, let me get to it. I could probably quote it, but I'm on the spot and I feel like I'm going to mess it up. So, (laughs) four, six. Um, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, Which which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's a promise. A promise is contingent on you not being anxious, but instead of being anxious, pray yes. and ask God and be thankful. Mm. That's what you're called to do. Yep. And there is a promise that he will give you peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. So that would be my encouragement. Um Repent, confess your sin to God, and cast your care upon Him because He has told you to do that. Um, 
And you can even pray Mark 9, 24. I believe. Help my unbelief. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Um, That's a tricky one. Yeah. I mean, it's... I think people hear that. And Someone's probably not going to like anything that we just said. Well, because I, you know... help somebody. Because I think people's mind... Well, I mean, and we've been told this is a mental health issue. Yeah. Like, we've been told that for years now. This is a mental health issue. Yeah. And could it be? Maybe. Yeah. And those are real. I mean, there are right. real mental health the, issues. Yes. And we, we live in a fallen world. But right? do we really want to live in the world where everyone, like, one in two people have a mental health issue? Yeah. Is that for real? <laughs> like, that sucks. If that's actually right. true... Um, because that's that's like where we are right now. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. And I think there, I think anxiety comes from can come from plenty of places. Um, yeah. You know, so when you're feeling anxious, I think there are things that you should ask yourself. Yeah. Like obviously, like you said this before. Yeah. Obviously, God knew that we would struggle with anxiety, mm-hmm. which is why He commanded us not to be afraid. Yeah. So many times. Right in scripture because he knew he knew that you were gonna and he knew that you were gonna do it all the time right that but i guess what we're really trying to say is like we're not saying you're poof your anxiety's gone boom you realized it yeah what we're saying is recognize that it's a sin Mm -hmm. recognize that you are never going to find relief from this anxiety by Googling something, by asking your friends, yeah. by leaning on your own understanding. You will never find relief from your anxiety. Mm-hmm. All you can do is pray, ask God to take it from you, and trust Him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Like yeah. That's really... Right. And I think it'll take a daily practice. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't... I can't really, at this point, I feel like I do see the light at the end of the tunnel, but mm-hmm. there, I mean, I, I struggled with this for like 11 years. There was definitely times where I, I remember literally, I've told you this, I had a counselor who actually told me, this is probably just your thorn and you're going to live with this forever. Mm. And I, I took that and I was like, cool, this is just my thorn. Yeah. You're like, this is and my I thorn. identified with my it God even more. Thorn. I like pulled it, I pulled myself into the anxiety mm. even more because of that. Right. Which like who does that? I mean, was that helpful? No, for it you? wasn't. It absolutely <laughs> yeah. wasn't. Right. Um, it gave, it made me accept myself more. Right. Um, and again, being like, this is my. Everyone needs to accommodate me because this, these are right. my feelings. But the most progress I have made mm-hmm. in eleven years was recognizing this is a sin, mm. and it needs to stop. Yeah, and this <laughs> yeah, this is not my identity. No. Um. Yeah, I mean, there you know. Have have I been on social media too much? Have I stepped outside of my house? You know, have I eaten mm-hmm. good food or have I been eating junk food? Have I gotten enough sleep? Have I been praying? Have I been in the word? Have I gotten sunlight? You know, have I yep. um, been fed from scripture, from my pastor? Have I, you know, Who are you had hanging fellowship? Out with? Yeah, exactly. Um, am I listening to news all day long? You yeah. know, I think it, there's so many questions that you can ask yourself um, and say, okay, I'm feeling this way. Do I have unresolved conflict in my life? Do yeah. I have unresolved sin? Um, you know, I think that's a huge one that we don't acknowledge is the effect of 
sin unrepentant sin that you have in your life like that can have a toll on your mental health Mm -hmm. it really can yeah um i think there are all these questions that we can ask ourselves you know um instead of just embracing it and and feeling like this is just who i am yeah you know yep so yeah well yeah i mean I was just thinking about depression. These are very similar things. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, too, this is where you have to tell yourself truth. I will beat this drum until I die. Like, you have to tell yourself truth in a time when truth is whatever you make it out to be. Yeah. There is objective truth. And these are God's promises and God's word. Yeah. And... Like, they're an anchor to reality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, You have to be getting truth into your mind every day. Yeah. Truth from scripture. Um, And why do you want to live like this? Like, I don't. Right. It's a horrible way to live. (laughs) It It really is. It sucks to be afraid. It sucks to live in worry or to try to control Mm -hmm. your environment. It sucks. Like, just then, why, why are we, why do we want to sit in it? I know. Why why are like, we doing this? I've had panic attacks in the past as well mm-hmm. and it's just like th- that's that's like worse, horrible. the worst feeling in it's the world. It's hor- yeah, it's horrible. No. Um so anyway, yeah, I think there are like we said, it's not that anxiety isn't real. It's not that right. these things aren't real. Yeah. Um but it is that we are commanded and, to you not know, fear. When I first realized that my anxiety was a sin when i was told my anxiety was a sin it wasn't like it was very life-changing to hear it put that way and it was Mm. extremely convicting and it's what helped me start to fight it more i guess Mm. but it didn't magically make it disappear sure and so like if you're listening to this and you are currently battling anxiety we don't expect I mean, I, I'm still battling anxiety, right. but I recognize this is a sin. Um, like you said, it's the same thing as saying I'm a same-sex Christian. It's like, I'm... I'm. That's not my identity. It's not my... I'm not going to say, like, I'm a Christian that struggles with anxiety. Yeah. Like, I am a Christian. Period. And do I struggle with anxiety? Yes, but it is a sin, and I will not identify it with... Mm-hmm. I identify with it, but... Um, yeah. Now, and we're, I feel the need to say this, but it's probably unnecessary. Like, there are obviously extreme circumstances, always. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who have anxiety a million times worse than I have it. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's not going to be as easy as just understanding it. I mean, it can be. Mm-hmm. But you really have to be there. Um, like, self-control. Yeah. Like, you can't just recognize it's a sin and pray for it. You also have to practice self-control. Yeah. You Faith without works is dead. You also have to forcibly pull yourself together mm-hmm. every day and yeah. hand it back over to God. Yeah, I found a really awesome functional health doctor mm. that I started to see for my anxiety because a lot of mine is super chemical, like, not chemical amounts. That's not a real thing, by the way. Um <laughs> Just to tell you, I believe that lie too. Um, but neurotransmitters are a real thing. Yes. And I got some like 
wild stuff happening in my head. But he was the first person to tell me that didn't happen, and that's why I have anxiety. My anxiety is why it happened. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm dealing with the consequences of living in anxiety for all of those years. And now my brain like refuses to make serotonin. But that happened because I accepted my anxiety and I let myself live in this little box mm-hmm. of anxiety. And he was like the first person to <clears throat> tell me that. Like and tell me you're in control of your mind and and yeah. he tells me every time he sees me take those thoughts captive and give them to the Lord. Yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> Like, yeah. that's such a hard thing to do. When you're in the moment, when you're, like, mm-hmm. having a freak out, yeah. when you have fleas in your house <clears throat> or mice pooping all over all of your kids' toys, it is very hard mm-hmm. to take those thoughts captive and sure. give them to the Lord. But, again, self-control. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. <clears throat> I am no master. I am very much struggling. I would yeah. love you to pray for me. <laughs> and we're, we're praying for all of you. Yeah. Well, I think, too... Just like as in other areas, this is a muscle that you have to make stronger. Yeah. You know, this is this is a a muscle that you have to just work out and exercise and then you get stronger. And then I think it is a process. Like we're all in process of growing more Christ like. That's called sanctification. Yeah. Um and so, you know, something that you may have struggled with, you're gonna be this time next year and you'll be like, Wow, remember when I really struggled with that thing? I think about I actually think all the time like one day I'm going to be like 45 and my kids are going to be grown and I'm going to be so happy and so content and this is not going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Like maybe will, but I, I truly believe that like I, there is another side of this. Like yeah. I'm going to come out of the other side of this mm-hmm. because I understand what this anxiety is and it's not me. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to, it is not of me. I am not of my anxiety Yeah, and it is not of me. And so there is hope that yes. I won't be dealing with this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have that thing. mindset, you're going to deal with it forever. Yeah. If you can't let go of it. Right. Like I said, I think for some people it's an addiction. It's like they, they because they have let it become their identity, they can't let it go. Right. They're like, who would I be apart from this thing? Who would I be thing? apart from this? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, but don't worry about who you'd be because it really doesn't matter. <laughs> just, you're a Christian. You're a Christian. That's it. Really, yeah. everything else, quite frankly, doesn't matter. True that. Anyway, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And if you are offended or you don't agree, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Brittany and I, I don't think we ever, our aim is not to Absolutely. offend on purpose oh or. We hope to be an encouragement. Yeah. We don't want to beat people over the head no. with truth. Um, it is spoken in love. Because, like Brandy said, you know, it's not until someone tells you, like, hey, this actually isn't like who you are. This yeah. is a sin. This isn't hearing something just to accept. Someone say what I just said during this episode. Hearing that was what pulled me out of my phone. Yeah. So, so hopefully. That's what, that's what we want. We want to be spurring sometimes one another it on. Takes, it takes hard truth sometimes. Yeah, it does. Especially when you live in a world where you open up social media and you're told, like, you're a victim of this. Yeah. Poor you. Right. Woe is you. <clears throat> um, you are a victim of your own mind. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. And if you are struggling with this, um, let us pray for you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Are you not that like we're masters yeah, of anxiety right. conquerors? No, but, but we can all encourage one another. Absolutely. And spur one another on to love and good works, as the Bible says. For she is. I don't know why I keep saying that today. I keep saying for sure and for she is. <laughs> I was like, we're going to have a but new yeah, shirt yeah. that says for sure on it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, I used to say that all the time. Yeah. And um, until someone was like, hey, do you know that you say this all the time? <laughs> I, like, I say it all I the don't. time. I don't. For sure. I do that. So. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. That's, you, you could say worse things all the time. When I first met could. Jake, he always said everything was insane, and it drove me nuts. And it one day I was like, I was like, what is insane? You say it to, ev- like, everything is insane. So w- what's insane, Jake? And he finally stopped saying it so much. <laughs> Ethan says that I say girl all the time. Girl. Girl. I do and too. it's true. So, it's so okay. he, yeah. You so. have three girls in your house. I'm working. Right. I live with no, a lot of girls. Don't get over it. He can get over it. <laughs> you literally live with three girls. Yeah. I'd be doing that all the time. I, I say, say boy hey, all girl. the time. I'd be like, That's boy funny. to my sons. I have that makes three sense. boys in my house. You do have a lot of boys. Boy? A lot of boys. I say that I like literally every day. I'm like, boy. <sighs> You're testing me. <laughs> You're testing me. I told Sarah before we started recording that Milo punched Fox in the face today. <laughs> Um, that's just boy stuff. Brothers. No, we, obviously, he got in trouble, but yeah. for sure, like, literally, I just said for sure again. Yeah. It's a um, thing now. My, my husband is one of four boys, and I've been warned. This is, this is my life. This is how it goes. They, they don't, girls fight with their words. They scream and yell at each other. Yeah. Boys fight with their fists. That makes sense. It's just the way it, that's their nature, but I'm going to break that. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> We're going to break that. We're going to break it. Bend <laughs> anyway. it. We're going to bend it. Bend it like Beckham. Bend it like Beckham. That's what. That's a Michael Squat quote. That's <laughs> a Michael Squat. <laughs> I need to stop talking. <laughs> On that note, let's wrap her up. Wrap it up. <laughs> I was really we hoping you would do that. that every episode. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you guys have a great week. Yeah. Not being anxious. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove you more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him.